Yanni, put that big ass size 7 on and kick it for the homies. Words, beautiful words, really cool words. words Get smarter, words, go farther. Words. Say something scientific. Salicylic acid. Get smarter with words. I am a good speller, I am. Get smarter with word from your mother. Positive words that start with you. The words that can come out of our mouth can change our life. Describe yourself in three words. Using big words can make you look stupid. Here's Johnny. Life changing. Life altering. That's a big promise and by gum, I'm going to deliver on that. The Get Smarter with Words podcast. Welcome to Friday edition for Friday. December 4th, 2020. My name is Johnny Wright. I am this year podcast's host. Such a pleasure to have you tuning in from around the world. Amazing what technology has brought to us, whether you're in beautiful France, whether you're in beautiful uh, Germany, Russia, Virginia, even some select parts of Missouri, wherever you may be, it is an honor to have you tuning in. My beautiful wife, Lori, is in Costa Rica on vacation. She's seeing all the sights, and all I'm asking her about is, did you see Toucan Sam, and can you bring back some Fruit Loops? That's all I'm asking. It is just lovely with a podcast to see where people are coming in and downloading and listening. Just quite an honor. So thank you, wherever you may be listening to today's show. Today's show dedicated to the idea that we will resurrect 47,000 dead words. It's alive, it's alive! Now, we may only be able to get to about 10. We'll see how this all plays out. Um, I am honored to also give a, a shout-out to our fine show sponsor, Tempor. Business travel in one click, tempor.com, T-E-M-P-O-R-E.com. Isn't it, um, does it create a kerfuffle in your heart? Kerfuffle, commotion, fuss, and upset. Uh, does it does it feel kerfuffleish when a week like this week, and what I mean by that is a week following a shortened holiday week, that the week feels longer? Did this week feel longer than last week? Did last week feel shorter? Now, hang on a minute. I need to do something really quick. So we got seven times number of power. All right. It, it, it looks like, at least through my calculator and on paper, that there are the same number of moments this week as there were last week, unless somebody crammed a few more in somehow when neither of us were looking. It is interesting how the perception of time is directly impacted by our perception, by, by what's happening in our lives and what is coming, right? So last week, shortened holiday week with Thanksgiving, did it seem like that week and then especially the vacationing portion just flew by? Like I could use the, the Tim Poor drop, right? This is last week. There it goes. Hey, come back. I, I'm not finished with the turkey, terrible turkey sandwich. And then this week has felt like it is dragging. There is, a, there is science in this. The anticipation of something makes time feel constricted, shorter, when there is no anticipation of something, something, something good, by the way, <laughs> I mean, we can expect many things, not all of them are lovely, 
When we no longer have that expectation or anticipation of something to come, time can feel slower. And I just think it's such a great lesson to say, all right, creating things in our lives that created a sense of anticipation that's positive, like going home to our loved ones or, um, you know, uh, making sure we take that rancid ass Twinkie with us to work so we have something to nibble on at lunch. All of those things add up to feeling just like time that we're using it at a high level and that and that it uh, I guess it just gives meaning to our lives at a higher level perhaps but what do I know I'm just a wordsmith hey we're going to talk about some archaic words today some archaic words which is a word or style of language no longer in everyday use you may find some of these words complete boulder dash or even poppycock it may want to have you reach for your mashy nibbling And hey, what you do at home and the privacy of your room is up to you. Did you know that there are 7,000 languages in the world? English belongs in the Indo-European family. That includes Spanish, German, Russian, Italian, and French. We know the French. Chapeau means hat. (laughs) Oof means egg. It's like those French have a different word for everything. So we use about 3,000 words for writing in the English language, and other, other nationalities, other languages use more or less. Hey, man, that's, that's their problem. we got our own worries. We use about 20,000 to 35,000 words for speaking in this country and other places that speak English, and we use about 10 words for Christmas carols. There are 171,000 words in use in our English language, but on top of that, there is jargon. Jargon. Hey, Johnny, what the hell's that? Jargon. Not to be rude about it. Special words or expressions that are used by a particular profession or group and are difficult for others to understand. If you go to softschools.com, they have a lovely list of, of jargon. For example, we need Ringer's Lactate, D5W, TKO, Stat. That would come from the medical profession. Or we need to take data points to determine if there has been a response to the intervention. That almost sounds like a PTA meeting. And if you guess that, yes, from the education field. And there's shut your face, which comes from Big Brother. Now... We move on to the outdated words, 47,000. And I don't know who counts these, keeps track of them. I don't know if they have a life, if they are living in their parents' basement, if they're your neighbors, if they're on a list somewhere. I don't know. What I do know is what I read on the internet and that there are 47,000 outdated words. These words come from the Oxford English Dictionary, or OED. You down with OED? Yeah, you, you know, know me. By the way, on social media, I mentioned the malfeasance associated with using outdated words. Now, that was a post that I posted yesterday. And just a little tip, a little tidbit, or a tool for people who want to market ideas or... Um, podcasts or uh, funny hats for sale. There are three elements to great marketing. And the first element, and I really learned this as a radio broadcaster in a whole nother life. 
that you tell people what's coming first, especially if it's a good thing. If it's a terrible thing, yeah, you know, let's, let's hold off. So if, let's say you, have, you sell those weird hats. You got the weird hats coming out. You tell people that you have weird hats coming out. You give them just a little taste, a little tease, right? Then when the hats are on sale, of course, you're telling them, hey, we have these weird hats for sale. And then on the back end, you tell people that, hey, these hats are flying off the shelves like hotcakes. And we have a couple of hotcake hats, by the way. There's the pre-thing, there's the thing-thing, and there's the post-thing. And one of the great aspects of social media is that we can do all of those things in a way we never could before social media. So, using the power of social media, I did mention the malfeasance associated with using outdated words. Malfeasance, what does that mean? Wrongdoing or misconduct, especially by a public official and... (laughs) That never happens. The kind of trouble we're talking about here associated with, for example, attending a hootnanny. Hootnanny. An informal gathering with folk music and sometimes dancing. (laughs) When I told you that it was a crime to use outdated words, what I was, uh, what I really meant is that it is a crime only in one place in the entire world. It is a crime in Missouri to use outdated words, or any words, actually. (laughs) Missouri is the show-me state, not the tell-me state. Think about it, man. In Missouri, square dancing in a roundhouse, using a salad fork for pie, and communicating by any means other than grunting or slamming pans together. is punishable by five years of easy living in Lake of the Ozarks. All right. By the way, it is not illegal to use words in Missouri. It's just frowned upon. Now to outdated words. Uncirculated words. Words that, and I don't know who, again, decides, hey, here's here's a horrible word. Let's just throw it in this other place where it cannot be circulated. I don't know who makes those decisions, I'm, who knows? Anyway, but somebody is paid to do that somewhere. The words that are no longer used. All right. For example, crapulous. I'll bring in crapulous back. Had you ever heard of that word before I just sang it? No? Okay. So I know what crapulous means, and there should be someone else who knows what crapulous means because she really knows everything, and that is Alexa. Let's find out. Alexa, what is crapulous? Here's something I found on the web. According to wikipedia.org, Azteca Alpha is an extinct species of Andean No, 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 no. No, no. Alexa, I said, what is crapulous? According to Wikipedia, England is a country that is part of... No, I said... Sorry, I don't know that one. Damn right you don't know. Crapulous is this. It is the feeling you get when you realize you've eaten and or drank yourself sick. That bloating, sickening feeling after for some ungodly reason that fourth helping of the stuffing that your Aunt Edna made and you don't even know what she made it out of. 
You're not even certain it came from something organic. That's crapulous. You can take that word now and rename different things that people bring to your Thanksgiving event, assuming that all of us will actually have one next year. There are other outdated words. For example, growlery. Growlery, a place where you can retreat from the world when you are in a bad mood, like during the holidays. Did you, were you able to find, to go to your growlery? Were you, was there a place where you are, was the place jammed and all the COVID warnings be damned? Okay, all right, that's all right. Um, the word growlery comes from Charles Dickens' novel, the first place it ever appeared and maybe the last, his novel Bleak House. And I'll, I'll read a bit from it. Sit down, my dear, said Mr. Jarndyce. This, you must know, is the growlery. When I am out of humor, I come and growl here. That is a, did that, did that sound like your Thanksgiving? I'm sorry. There are additional dead words. Some of, some things like, uh, schnicked, schnicked, paralyzed with cold. Contraction of the muscles, violent shivering. All right. Men, particularly, if you, you know, had an unfortunate cold shower, you're outside for an extended period of time, you know that the contraction of certainly some, some certain muscles, yeah, you, you, you've seen it. You've got the small action figures. Another term that is deader than disco is calipigian. Calipigian. I should be spelling these, but it's with a C. The rest of it, you figure out, smarty pants. Calipigian means having well-shaped buttocks. Now, these two words combined, if someone walks past a man who is paralyzed with cold, and that person has well-shaped buttocks of whatever gender, hey, whatever side of the plate, it's all good, you may not your body may not respond in a normal way in other conditions, meteorologically speaking, and based upon what you're wearing, that may be just fine. Other very outdated words, and please take these things that I'm giving you, these beautiful gifts, share them with your family, friends, children. Please get them out there. This is about resurrecting dead words. Other dead words would include hideosity. Hideosity. Let's brighten things up a little bit. Hideosity means the... Oh, no, no, you know what? These are dead words. No, no, no. Let's go back to the funeral march. Hideosity. The state or condition of being hideous. Yes, you guessed correctly. Also, loiter sack. Lazy or loitering. You know, I'm looking at all of these words, and there is certainly a negative feel to them. Let's, let's put different music behind them. There we go. Let's see if they feel different now. Twaddle. To chatter mindlessly or gossip. Oh, yeah, that feels better already. Now, according to Oxford Dictionary, this was perhaps derived, the word twaddle was derived from tattle. You may have put that together. Now, this is not to be confused with twaddle, or even waddle. So it's ah, not ah. Okay? Okay? 
Another um, term that is long dead that we're trying to bring back is egg wife trot. Now, now you may have used that one. I, you know what? That I think I bumbled that months ago. Egg wife trot is an easy jog, such a speed as farmers' wives carry their eggs to the market. Okay. Another term: groke. Groke. Groke means to silently stare at someone as they eat, hoping they will invite you to join them. I think I referenced this in an earlier show with this is what our dogs do. They, they stare at us, my wife and I, while we're eating. Also, another term, nizzle. Nizzle, wait, not, don't confuse it with hizzle, off the hizzle. With don't do it, don't do it. Nizzle, to be slightly intoxicated, and that's, I would call that for some, an, an, an oxymoron, slightly intoxicated or to be worse for liquor or to be unsteady. Another word that's a, a real uh, hootenanny and a humdinger is malagrogris, malagrogris. This is uh, defined as being depressing or dreary or gloomy. Life, 200 years ago, just bit it. Must have just sucked. Although, out of all of those words, there was a nice one. There was a decent one, and you know what it was? It was that butt cheek thing. Yes! Calipigian. Calipigian being the outlier. Outlier, a person or thing different from all other members of a particular group or set. So, words that are dead that we have resurrected today would include crapulous, shinnicked, calipigian, hideosity, loitersack, twaddle, eggwife trot, groke, nizzle, and malagrogrus. All right. Any one of those, if you were to use it as a party, they would be carrying you around on their shoulders and it wouldn't even take that much booze to get you in that position. So take those with you, use them as you see fit. And then there were the other ones which may have been a little more um, familiar to you. Kerfuffle, archaic, jargon, malfeasance, hootenanny. Oh yes, lovely, lovely. I'm glad I trim my nails to be able to play this harp so lovely there you go for today's show i hope you learned a little something something in monday's show we'll continue the learning when i will share with you how to write the most bestest thank you note in the history of note writing you cannot miss that especially if you're a business professional but really anyone who enjoys writing even those from missouri are welcome that's monday's show This show brought to you by Tempor Business Travel and one-click, tempor.com. Have a great upcoming weekend. See ya!